Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. So good to be with you and uh, blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm your host for today's program of Calvary Live. So you just heard that call-in number, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. I invite you to call in ask a question about the Bible or something that's on your mind about Christian living or how we should um, view things or what our Christian worldview should be about certain things around us. Uh, I'd love to talk with you, encourage you, and also you can call in if you've got a prayer request. And I know that many of you that are listening right now, you have prayer requests. You have prayer uh, needs, uh, things that are on your heart concerning yourself, your family, friends, whatever the case may be. We want to encourage you. We want to bless you. We want to uh, present your prayers before the Lord. Jesus, who makes intercession for us, as Hebrews 4 says, that he's our sympathetic high priest, that we can come to him in our time of need. And his incredible grace, he desires for us to come to him. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. There is a dedicated text line, too, that you can text in a prayer request or a question. And that's a different numbers for texting only, 720-336-0897. So again, all the Grace FM listeners, you're listening live as we're just only a couple days from Christmas Eve, a very wonderful time for us as Christians to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And I pray that you're well. I know that this year is different. Uh, the whole year has been different for us and challenging and uncertain and uh, But it draws us to the Christmas story, doesn't it? It draws us to the Christmas story because Joseph and Mary, uh, they had um, uncertainty in their life before them. Uh, they had challenges. They had difficulties. They had to make their way from Nazareth down to Bethlehem uh, so that Mary could have the Christ child. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as uh, time goes on. But I'd love for you to call. This is really your show I'd love to talk with you, what's on your heart and uh, questions you have. Please give me a call at 303-690-3000. Also, uh, I want to welcome all those who are listening on perhaps Hope or Truth FM or Refuge FM or uh, any other Christian uh, radio station that is picking up uh, Calvary Live. Uh, as you hear it broadcast, it is a week delayed, but you can still call it 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, and uh, we have our conversation, and then a week later you can listen to it. But I know there's many online listeners as well, all across the country, and I want to welcome you as uh, to today's program. We even we have those in uh, different parts of the world that are listening in on the Grace FM website, listening live. Pray that you're well, and thank you for tuning in today. Well, um, I do want to read to you, uh, as we're waiting for phone calls, as soon as they come in, 303-690-3000, we will go to the phone lines. But I want to read to you from Luke chapter 2, 
on this Tuesday before Christmas Eve, that it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. It's such a magnificent story. And as I was saying yesterday, and what I've been saying to the people that are linked to me in my life, my staff, my family, uh, my friends, is that we really need Christmas. This is a wonderful, wonderful story that I pray never loses its impact on our lives, um, to celebrate the birth of Jesus who came to give us hope. And on that first Christmas night, there was truly praising that was going on. And we can praise him this year as well uh, in our hearts and, and as we gather as believers and uh, to remember that he came for a purpose to give us hope. And so we'll talk about that more as we go through the show. We've still got a couple open lines. Give me a call, um, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And first, we're going to go to Joel, who's in Greeley. Hi, Hi Joel. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Absolutely. Um, am I to understand correctly that the tribulation is also referred to as Jacob's Trouble? Yeah, and we see that in, I believe, Jeremiah chapter 30. Let me read it to you real quickly. Uh, Jeremiah, as he's talking in chapter 30 about the uh, restoration of Israel and Judah, uh, he says that we've heard a voice trembling of fear and not of peace. This is in verse 5. Ask now and see whether a man has ever labored with child. So why do I see every man with his hands in his loins like a woman in labor? It's kind of interesting that Jeremiah is inspired to write that because Jesus said the end times are like labor pains, aren't they? Um, the signs that point to his soon return. But he goes on and he says, And all faces turn pale. Alas, for the, great, uh, for the day is great, so that none is like it. And it is a time of Jacob's trouble, but he will be saved out of it. So he's specifically what Bible scholars and, and those who study end time prophecy will tell you is that um, Jacob's trouble is specifically a term for the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. Um, when the Antichrist goes into the rebuilt temple, uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, the abomination of desolation. When you see that, then flee, because it's going to be great tribulation such as never seen or ever will see again. And so it is uh, Jacob's trouble, 
It is a time where God's going to intervene in the affairs of mankind more drastically and dramatically than than ever before. And um, and we read about the time of the tribulation from chapter 6 of the book of Revelation through chapter 19. It ends with the second coming of Jesus Christ um, as he will come with his church, and then he will come to this earth. He will establish his kingdom. Here in this chapter is very important that what Jeremiah is saying is there's going to be a time of restoration for God's people where he restores the nation of Israel. They come together. Um, and Paul says in Romans chapter 11 that in that time, all of Israel will be saved, and then the Lord will establish his kingdom for a thousand years, and we're going to rule and reign with them. Okay. okay. And that was Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. Okay. okay. Awesome. I appreciate you clarifying that, Pastor. You bet, Joel. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless. Bye-bye. You bet. Hey, 303-690-3000. Maybe you got a question about Jesus' first coming. Uh, maybe you got a question about uh, the promises given to us about his second coming. Uh, we are going to be doing our Christmas Eve service here at Calvary Greeley. We're going to do something different this year. Uh, we are going to do an outdoor service at noon in the backyard. We are going to have the sanctuary open for those who... Uh, want to watch it on the screen, on the projectors, um, but it's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be in the 40s. Uh, we're going to do it in the backyard. We want people to be able to feel comfortable inviting others uh, to come and to uh, hear the Christmas story, to hear the gospel. So we invite you to come out. You can check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. We also will be doing online, so we got an option for, for everyone. Um, for those who want to be inside, for those who are going to be outside, who feel more safe. I've already gotten uh, responses from people who have been very careful about coming, even as we've been doing in-person uh, services here on Sunday morning, that they're just you know, elated. They're so thankful that we feel comfortable. We're going to come, and we're going to be outside where there's plenty of room to celebrate Christmas, and we wanted to give that option. So it's a little different this year, but, you know, this whole year has been about adapting and and uh, trying new things, and um, the Lord has guided us and directed us, so we're supposed to have a good day. We got windy weather um, here tonight and tomorrow, but uh, it's just blowing all that snow away and, and melting, and the sun will feel good. So invite somebody, and wh- whoever... You know, um, wherever you're worshiping uh, uh, and wherever you are, pray about inviting somebody out to Christmas Eve services as churches have been trying to figure out what to do and how to do it, and they're doing different things. Some churches are spreading it out through the week, doing some on Wednesday and some on Thursday, and and um, which is a great idea. But uh, we uh, are going to gather um, as Christians to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So, we got all open lines. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to talk to you. The text line is 720-336-0897. Uh, there is a text message that came in. It says, was the star of Bethlehem, uh, was it an actual star or planets or something else? And that's a good question because we've been hearing uh, even uh, this week of 
what they're calling the Christmas star is two planets are coming together. First time in, I don't know, like 800 years or something that Jupiter and Saturn are right next to each other. And it's kind of neat to watch it and look at it. I saw it yesterday after I did the show and was headed home. And, um, you know, some say, well, was it a conjunction of planets? Was it uh, a actual star? Was it an angel? Was it something else? And uh, we can read about that. Let me turn to Matthew chapter 2 as we get some insight to uh, the star of Bethlehem. Uh, but we know that uh, the Magi, the wise men, would come from the east. And uh, it says in verse 2, as they came into Jerusalem, they said, uh, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. Now we know that it was wise men, plural, that came to um, worship. And that's why they came. They came to worship. And as they came, we don't know how many wise men there were. Uh, We know the Christmas nativity scenes. There's three because they presented three gifts, uh, gold, myrrh, and frankincense. So I think it makes for a nice scene, three wise men coming with three gifts. But we don't know how many wise men there were. It's plural. There was at least two. But there could have been three, there could have been a dozen, there could have been a couple dozen. Personally, I think when you look at it uh, historically, that there was probably a number of wise men that came because they got the attention of Herod the Great. And Herod wanted to know, why are these guys here? Why are they passing through? And that's where they came to him and said, hey, uh, we're here to worship the new king of Israel. And when Herod heard that, he was not happy. And he was a very paranoid king. He was a very cruel king. But they came, they saw a star in the east. There are some that have suggested that perhaps they first saw his star when he he, uh, was born. We know by the time that they got there that Jesus was probably two years old, maybe a toddler, because they come to the house. But as we consider this, uh, we have seen a star in the east have come to worship him. It says that Herod the king heard this. He was troubled in all Jerusalem with him because they knew he was going to do something that would be bad news. And so the, it goes on to say that they heard the king. They departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over the, where the young child was. Notice the child, not a newborn. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced and was exceedingly great. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary. So they come into a house. It's no longer the manger scene. So, you know, I've said this to my congregation many times, the nativity scenes that we have the wise men there. You might want to put them on the other side of the room or something because they didn't come till later. But the star guided them. So was it a conjunction of planets? I think it was more than that. Uh, Was it a star? I, I don't have any problem with the Lord creating a star. Uh, supernaturally. I mean, he created all the stars out there in the universe. Uh, there's no problem. Um, and uh, as uh, there was this star, some have suggested that it was a, a supernatural a light, a star. I have, you know, I suspect it was something like that. Some have suggested that it was an angel. Be- and the reason they do is because uh, in Revelation chapter 1, Jesus uh, seeing the the uh, vision of 
uh, Jesus, the glorified Lord, had seven stars in his right hand, which represent the seven messengers or the seven angels, uh, angelos in the Greek. Um, so some have suggested that in Revelation chapter 9, even Satan, I saw a star far from, fall from heaven. So some have suggested perhaps it was an angel. Some have suggested that perhaps as they came, as they were guided to Jerusalem, and then all of a sudden the star guided them to the very house, that it was the Shekinah glory of God. So uh, I think it was supernatural. The Lord definitely, he uh, brought that as a sign to the Magi. Uh, Maybe perhaps uh, you might be wondering, uh, how did they know to follow the star, to come and look for Jesus? I believe that they were students of prophecy, that they were students of Daniel's school of prophecy. Daniel, remember, that he prophesied about the Ancient of Days. He prophesied about uh, when Messiah would come uh, after a certain amount of time, uh, after the decree came out to rebuild and restore Jerusalem, would come Messiah the Prince. I think that perhaps they were looking for that, and they would look to the stars, and it was a sign for them to come and to, to worship the King of Israel, who, of course, is the King of all kings. And so it's a, a, a interesting story, but here's where they were wise. They were wise because they came to worship him. And the other thing that I find very intriguing is that the religious leaders that Herod had called, he asked the religious leaders, hey, where is this Messiah of yours supposed to be born? And they would quote from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, that he's going to be born in Bethlehem. And yet they would not make that short distance, 10 miles from where Jerusalem was to Bethlehem at that time, to go check it out. They, they didn't do that. Here these wise men, these Gentiles, that didn't have the prophecies, didn't have the scriptures, that they traveled all this long distance for perhaps weeks, months, to come and to worship him. And as many of you are going to travel this Thursday to your place of worship, even though it's not easy, even though it's been difficult days, but you are wise because you're coming to worship him. So I just wanted to answer that question. Hey, give me a call. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call as uh, we have plenty of time for you to call and and uh, to ask questions about the Christmas story, to ask questions about Jesus' second coming, and uh, also the text line, 720-336-0897. Love to be able to just pray with you and encourage you any way that we can. Um, on this uh, Tuesday, and I'd uh, love to share with you. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to also pass along to you is that I am going to be doing the Christmas Eve service. It's going to be a message entitled, Don't Be Afraid. And then uh, on New Year's Eve, online, uh, calvarychapelgreeley.org, I'll be giving a prophecy update. I do a prophecy update every New Year's Eve, and it's very popular, and we're just shoulder-to-shoulders uh, here in the church. And so this year we've decided we're just going to do online, and I'm going to do a message entitled, Don't Be Troubled. So you don't want to miss it. I- invite somebody to watch it. As If you feel comfortable inviting somebody over, uh, invite them over to listen to that very important teaching 
as we talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ, the prophecy update. I think it's going to be a great encouragement to you and a, and a blessing to you, and uh, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, again, uh, calvarychapelgreeley.org or on our Facebook Live, uh, Calvary Chapel Greeley, 7 o'clock, New Year's Eve. Don't be troubled. I think that uh, you'll be blessed by that. Still got all open lines. I, I know that people are busy trying to get last-minute things done, but love to talk to you and, and share with you. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And love to just uh, answer your questions or to pray with you and encourage you. Maybe you got somebody you want to pray for this Christmas. So I told you about our services. We talked a little bit about the Star of Bethlehem that somebody texted in and, and gave a question to. Uh, I read to you the Christmas story, and um, it's such a magnificent story. Uh, but uh, as uh, this year, um, as I was saying, we really, really... Um, I pray that Christmas is more real to you and the Christmas story impacts your heart because sometimes it begins to lose its impact. And we're so familiar with the story, we almost got it memorized. But when Joseph and Mary came to Bethlehem, uh, it was uncertain times. It was very difficult times. They were um, coming, and and here they were. Um, Mary betrothed to Joseph. She's with child, uh, and uh, they uh, make their way into Bethlehem, uh, which means the house of bread. And because of the decree that Caesar Augustus made, that the roads are jammed with travelers and people are in transition. And when this emperor spoke, everybody had to do what he said to register for new taxes and this this census that they were going to take. And when they got there, the uh, inns were all filled. The private homes, I'm sure, were all uh, crowded, and uh, as Mary's getting ready to give birth to the Christ child, uh, to the Messiah, to the Savior of the world, they find a little out-of-the-way place, a little animal exclo- you know, enclosure with a manger, and there the creator of the universe was born. An absolutely amazing, amazing story. And so um, just... Uh, so, so incredible, that story. And I'm sure when those angels look down into the face of that little baby, seeing the creator of the universe, that they must have marveled. So wonder they broke out in praise, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Let's go to Brian and Parker. Hi, Brian. How's it going today? Good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thanks for calling. Not a problem. Uh, This morning on uh, Grace FM, Pastor Dave Love was talking about the morning star, and he was saying that it was actually um, the star of Regulus, so that um, we know how the pagans like to take the astrological symbols and use them for their own effect, but really because uh, God said, you know, that there are so many signs in heaven that point to me, uh, those really those astrological symbols are the story of salvation. So in the constellation Leo, which would be obviously um, the Lion of Judea, the main star there is the Regulus star, Regulus being Latin for king or rex. Uh, he was mm-hmm. saying that Jupiter, the king um, planet, I guess, 
uh, passed through Regulus three times um, in 2 BC, uh, which would have been when Jesus was born. Right. And and that's all very interesting and fascinating. The thing about it, too, you know, that um, when I consider it, was it, you know, something like that? Uh, it, it guided them, it directed them. But mm-hmm. what really, really gets my attention is, is when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So right. it was more to me than a star in a constellation. This star went before them, guided them. Sure. Mm-hmm. How's that sound familiar? Does that ring a bell with you? Yeah, and and I know Dave was speaking a little bit about that as well, about how you know mm-hmm. it was coming from the east, and it was their job to study those things and and um, you know prophesy though, like you were just talking about Daniel, you know, um, from the right the teachings what, of Daniel, what, stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that exactly. is actually um, very much in line with what he was speaking about this morning. Yeah, and it's very interesting. And um, mm-hmm. I know there's a, a, a really fascinating video. I haven't seen it. Uh, some of my family has of the Star of Bethlehem. It talks yeah. about those very things. But what intrigues me about this is that it led them. And it reminds me so much of out there in the wilderness that the Shekinah glory of God that mm-hmm. led the children of Israel through the wilderness. So that's yeah. why there's some have suggested that because this was more than just a planet that was up there um, mm-hmm. to me as I read this, because it led them to the house. It led right. them to the house where the child was. So whether it was the start at initially, like what Dave was talking about, because some believe that they actually saw the star on the night that Jesus was born. But right. it took up months to go across that that desert. They came from that area where Babylon was, um, right. and it took them weeks. And then perhaps the Shekinah glory uh, would guide them to the house of Jesus. But it's a fascinating, you know, Absolutely. to explore the evidence and you know the and what Dave was talking about and stuff. Very very real, very fascinating. Uh, I guess when we get to heaven, we're going to find out exactly what it was. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that story for myself when <laughs> we get there. And and like yeah. you were saying, I mean, who's to say that it's not um, a combination? You know what I mean? Perhaps there was right. this, this planetary movement, and then upon recognizing and seeing that by faith, you know, you were led by this the by the light. You know what I mean? So who's to yeah. say that, that God couldn't do that? Because he could. And the other thing, too, Brian, like I said— um, is that what really intrigues me is the religious leaders that had the prophecies, you know, specifically about where he would be born in Bethlehem, Mm -hmm. supposedly should have been expecting the Messiah, waiting for the Messiah to come, at least hoping for the Messiah to come. They didn't even make a 10-mile journey to go check it out. Did did they not see this? Yeah. Go ahead. Like Dave said this morning, sorry about that, like Dave said this morning, uh, it's because um, they knew of God, but they did not know God. Yeah, yeah. and, and That's unfortunate. Th- yeah, and that's why Jesus said, you know, y- you guys, y- they knew every dot and tittle of the Scriptures, but they didn't yep. know the heart of God. And that's exactly. why he rebuked them concerning, you can discern the weather, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man. And that's Absolutely. why... Just to take it, just one more thing, and then we're uh, going to hit the break. But I think it's worth mentioning, Brian, 
is there are a lot of Christians that aren't looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ, that yeah. they're ignoring the signs that are before us, they're ignoring the times in which we're living in, and I have a real desire for people to be discerning and Christians of the days in which we're living in, because the Lord's coming back, and uh, we Absolutely. don't want to miss that. And so they'll be yep. watching and waiting. Hey, thanks yep. for your call. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Praise Jesus. And uh, talk to you later, Pastor. Okay, you have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Very good. Good stuff out there, you know, to read and to look at and to start Bethlehem. Hey, we got all open lines. I, I'd love to talk with you. Wish you a Merry Christmas. Pray with you. Answer any questions you might have. So give me a call. 303-690-3000. All open lines. 303-690-3000. And I'll see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. The second half of Calvary Live, my name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley. And another year at Calvary Live, I can't believe we're towards the end of the year and such a privilege to be with you and and I just want to take the time as uh, we're in the second half here. We got a couple open lines, so if you got a question or prayer request, please give me a call, 303-690-3000. But I just want to thank you for um, all of you who, just your words of encouragement and, and for this show and uh, those at Calvary Church in Aurora that you know oversee and are dedicated. And I believe it is sometime today, tomorrow, or um, uh, that uh, Grace FM has an anniversary. I know it's right before Christmas, and I believe it's 11 years that Grace FM has been on the air. And it seems like yesterday it it um, has been such a tremendous blessing uh, to us here along the Front Range 101.7 in Southern Colorado, Pueblo, Fountain, uh, Colorado Springs, 89.7 in northern Colorado, a powerful signal from Parker, Castle Rock, up through Denver, all along the Front Range into southern Wyoming. And um, what a blessing it is uh, to uh, have this radio station and uh, originates out of Calvary Church in Aurora. I just want to thank you guys for um, just the ministry of of. Grace FM, Kevin, for all your hard work, and uh, and I would encourage you to support uh, Christian Radio, support Grace FM. Uh, it is so needed to have good Bible teaching over the radio airwaves. And listen, Satan's called the prince of the power of the air in the scriptures, and he's not happy, and he would love anything more than anything just to try to take this you know, ministry away. But God is stronger. He's greater. He has sustained this ministry. Uh, people have gotten saved. They're growing in the Lord. They're being blessed. More people are hearing it. Calvary Live, I see this as an extension uh, of the pulpit and to be able to talk with you and encourage you. And we need that more than ever. 
So support your local Christian radio station, Grace FM. Those of you listening on Hope FM or Truth or Refuge, support those stations that, that you're tuned into um, because it's so needed. And uh, I just want to encourage you in that and uh, just want to to uh, encourage you to invest in the kingdom, especially in the days in which we are living in. Well, we got an open line, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Matthew in northern Colorado. Hey, uh, Pastor Figs. Um, thanks for taking my call, and uh, God you bless bet. you. You're amazing. Um, asking for prayer for the spiritual battle that's been going on uh, since I got divorced. With uh, giving my life to Christ officially, and He's using me to uh, to minister to other truck drivers over the CB at our church. And uh, now it seems to be a, a, a battle of money between my uh, mm-hmm. my wife and I, and it's. It's not about money. It's a, it's just a spiritual battle. That um, so yeah, and, and praying yeah, for her heart to be healed from from the past of emotional uh, distress that I put on her, not knowing yeah. about God. And, okay, absolutely, Matthew. Father, I pray for Matthew as he calls for prayer. He's going through something that's very painful, and that's the divorce and and the consequences and repercussions that come with it. But Lord, I pray for you working to bring healing, to bring restoration, to bring provision. Lord, to um, Lord, uh, for you to work. And Matthew, um, his wife, um, as they're going through this divorce, um, I just pray that you would work um, in amazing ways. Lord, just continue to work with Matthew as he's desiring to serve you. I know he is because he's expressed that before. And Lord, as he's ministering to truckers, uh, those who are, are so important, so essential, um, as they're bringing us our goods across the country. But be with yeah, Matthew. Um, just continue to press the, th- the things that you want to on his heart, and then um, that, Lord, you do want to use him. And you open doors that no man can shut, and you shut doors that no man can open. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would bless him and show him and lead him this Christmas season and this new year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. You too, Matthew. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000, I believe, 10 years ago. uh, We, Grace FM, went on the air. Is it 10 years? Wow, amazing, a decade. So, So just want to say, Happy anniversary, Grace FM. I know that it may be on the 23rd that they went on the air, but uh, it's uh, it's just amazing what God has done. So grateful uh, for you guys um, that have worked so hard uh, with this ministry. It's such a privilege to be a part of it. Uh, got an open line. Let's go to John in New Jersey. Hi, John. Hey, Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fairly well. I just calling for prayer for uh, me, my wife, and my son. Uh, we have cases of COVID. It, it's mild. Uh, that's the good part. Uh, just, but I would like uh, there, uh, you know, to be quick healing and uh, no complications uh, from it at all, yeah. and that uh, God completely heals us. That's, that's my prayer for for tonight. Absolutely, as I called. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be glad to. Father, I pray for John and his wife and his son as they have COVID. And Lord, we uh, right now is mild, but Lord, I pray that complete healing would come, that it yeah. wouldn't get worse at all, that Thank you would you. strengthen their bodies, that you would take this virus and it would diminish yeah. out of their bodies. And Lord, that uh, you would bless their Christmas. Father, I want to pray for all those. I, I know there are people fighting COVID right now. Yes. And uh, I just pray for healing upon our yes. land, our nation, yes. from this pandemic on the world. Yes. Um, we thank you for those who have worked so hard for vaccine and, and all these mm-hmm. things. But, Lord, we pray for your hand thank of protection you. and uh, upon families as they're trying to meet uh, in worship, celebrating the birth of yes. Jesus, meet with family. Uh, I want to pray for this family specifically, that you would just bring healing and strength, full restoration to them physically. And Lord, um, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Well, Merry Christmas, Pastor, you and your family. You bet. Thank you. appreciate it. You too, John. God bless. See you. God bless you. Oh, so many having COVID and... uh, and uh, we'll be praying for you, and uh, we need to pray for one another. Um, so we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Got plenty of time for you to call in in the show. And then also the text line is 720 Let's go to Rudy in Denver. Good hey, Rudy. Afternoon. Good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. So, so my son, so my son knows I listen to the radio every day. I haven't been able to call because I'm driving, but I pulled over because he texted me and said, "If you swap to uh, listen to the radio, can you ask, you know, Grace FM about Revelation seven four, the mm-hmm. one hundred and forty four thousand people that are sealed with uh, or were sealed with God's mark." Mm-hmm. He says he yeah. got into a little debate with the Jehovah's Witness who says that only 144 people will go into heaven. And he goes to his Bible, you know, we're Christians, and um, he just, yeah. I don't have the question that are the answer for him. Yeah, and, you know, the Jehovah Witnesses came out and said they're the 144,000. And I'm going to read it to you um, and, you know, in verse 4, I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Then in verses 5 through 8, he names the 12 tribes, 12,000 from the tribe of Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher. He goes down the list. I don't know how more clear it can be. Um, the Jehovah Witnesses say, we're 144,000. No, it says from all the tribes of the children of Israel. It's very, very clear. So the 144,000 are going to be sealed by God. They're going to be used by God. They're they're going to be actually evangelists in the tribulation period. And more is told to us. You can read it in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation um, as they are going to be ones, again, that are going to be 144,000, these are ones who are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first first fruits of God to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. So 
it's speaking of the 144,000 in chapter 14. They're virgins. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, they're not married. Um, They are 144,000, you know, from 12 uh, tribes of Israel that are now Christians, and they go and evangelize. The reason we say that is because you see in chapter 7 of the book of Revelation, after these things, metatata, after what things? After the 144,000, I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, people, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. So the Jehovah Witnesses to say that we're the 144,000, completely gross misinterpretation of of Scripture, Um, to say that only 144,000 are going to make it to heaven— is total, a total gross misinterpretation of Scripture. Here, we see right. that they evangelize. It'll be like 144,000, can you imagine Billy Grahams? Or 144,000 yeah. Greg Glories um, that are going to be evangelizing, and many people are going to get saved in the tribulation period. They are called the tribulation saints, but they also are going to be martyred, many of them. So they are standing before the throne of God, um, and they are crying out, you know, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and the Lamb. So you can easily dismiss uh, their thoughts and their theories on all of this. Right, okay. And that's something that I think when he comes back home, he's my stepson, when he comes back home from his father's, that we can study that some more. Now that yeah. I've got some, and, some notes down on that. Yeah, and sometimes people will come up to me. I've had like a few times in life that somebody, I remember uh, a man came up to me and said, I think I'm one of the 144,000. Well, I I knew that he had children. He had grandchildren. It's like, I don't think so. So the scriptures are final authority. Yeah, yeah. Because these these, uh, tribulation saints were virgins and not married. No. The 144,000 144, yes, yes, okay. Yeah, the 144,000 were, so there's no way he could be that. So, you know, I think you'll find it to be a fascinating study and very clear. Now, just Rudy, too, you might hear there are some who say that the 144,000, those who hold to maybe a preterist view or um, another view— uh, they say that the 144,000 is just the total number of believers, that it's not specifically uh, those who come out of the 12 tribes of Israel. Again, the Scriptures make it very clear. Uh, from all the tribes of the children of Israel, we're sealed. I don't know how more clear it is. So it's not just the number of believers. They'll say that the Antichrist is just representative of government. The Antichrist is going to be a person. Uh, a literal world leader that will come on the scene. And we're going to talk about that on New Year's Eve, uh, specifically uh, when I do that uh, for our prophecy update. Okay. okay All right. Well, thank you. And it's just, it's just, it's awesome that, you know, there's, there's some children that are 15 years old and have their minds on other things. And my son's always into the Bible, and, you know, I'm Good. not boasting on him, but I, I, I love that. I love that because it makes me I get love it closer. Too. To God, bond with Him together, get closer to Jesus Christ, and yeah, what we're yeah, reading. Absolutely. And I, it's taken me almost a year to get through the New, the New Testament because I want to read it and understand it more and more and more yeah. and more. And so I read over Keep. chapters over and over. But that's going to this is going to be a good one to study yeah, with absolutely. Him. Absolutely, blessing all Rudy. together. 
Keep keep reading. Keep talking to your son about the things of the Lord. I think that's wonderful. I do too. Thank hey, you for taking my call, Pastor. You bet. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. We'll see you. Uh huh. God bless you. Let's go to Pat and Greeley. Hey, Pat. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? How you I'm doing? good. How, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Quick question. Um, you had mentioned earlier on an earlier call, you had mentioned that um, the religious leaders of that day, they didn't go 10 miles to, to check it out, so they missed the coming uh, of the Messiah. But then afterwards you said a lot of Christians today aren't looking forward to the the second coming and we don't want that we don't want to miss out on it now that confused me because if we're christian christians and we're believers aren't we going to be raptured in the blink of an eye and yes. everything is in place for that to happen so we're not going to actually see the second coming we're going to be part of the second coming so why yeah. would we be looking towards for the second coming when we talk about the the coming of the Lord, two distinct events, as you just said, the rapture of the church and the second coming, we're to be looking for the the rapture of the church. And what I was trying to say is, you know, Jesus said, you be the wise and faithful servant that is looking for the master's return because I come at a time that you do not know. I come expect. at a time yeah. you don't expect. What I, my, what I meant to to emphasize in that, what I was saying is that there are many Christians that feel like it's not important to discern the days in which we're living in, that end-time study is not important. Um, many churches won't talk about, they won't even talk about the rapture of the church. Um, I've that. had past, yeah, and it's unfortunate. I, I think um, that it is, uh, you know, Paul, he, he said it's the blessed hope, and um, it it's interesting because, Pat, in the message that I'm going to give on New Year's Eve, here is a young church, the church at Thessalonica, that Paul was just there for a few weeks. He talked to them about the Antichrist. He talked to them about the rapture of the church. He talked to them about the day of the Lord. So that early epistle, he wrote to them while he was in Corinth, and then a year later he has to write another epistle to them because somebody came along through spirit, through word, through um a forged letter with Paul's name on it saying, you're in the day of the Lord, you missed the rapture of the church, and they were troubled by that. I think it's so important, Pat, that we understand and have discernment in the days in which we are living in. I believe the Lord can come for us at any time, that we are in the last days. We don't know the day or the hour, but he who has this hope purifies himself, is what John says, when we see the Lord, when we go to be with him. If I believe that today, that today, that maybe the Lord could come, the one who loves me and died for me, it's going to cause me to live in purity. I'm not going to be full of carnality and, and you know, all of that. It's important for us as Christians to discern the days in which we're living in, and a lot of churches are ignoring it. A lot of churches are ignoring it. That's great clarification, Pastor. That's exactly it. We don't want to be caught asleep. We want to. No, we, we want to understand and realize 
that even before this phone call ends, we could be raptured. Yeah, in a moment, in twinkling of an eye. And so I think that the Lord desires for us. I think he wanted every generation to live in the expectancy of the return of the Lord. And I believe he does come, and we need to be discerning. And that's what's going to keep our hearts from being troubled or shaken in mind, as Paul would write to that those young Christians. And so that's what um, I was trying to you know bring across. The religious leaders— you know, he said, you can discern the weather, but not the coming of the Son of Man. Not the coming, so we, yeah. yeah. So we are to be discerning. We are to be looking. We're to be watching. And we're to occupy till he comes. It doesn't mean that we just, you know, stick our heads in the sand, as some will accuse us of doing. But what it means is, is that I want to be about the Lord's business. I want to be about the gospel and to, to you know, uh, know that, we are in very unique times, and the signs around us are screaming at us that the Lord can come at any time. Great clarification, Pastor. Thank you so much. Listen, Thanks, you, Pat. you have a blessed holiday, and uh, enjoy Christmas to its fullest. All right, you too, Pat. God bless you. God bless you. Take care, Pastor. You bet. 303. 303- Six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Caroline in Denver. Hi, Caroline. Hi, thank you for taking how, my call. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I um, look forward so much to heaven, and my mom has recently gone to be with Jesus, and we always have heard and thought there's no more tears, no more sorrow. Um, we get a new body eventually, but that when, when you're in heaven, that um, the cares and worries of this world are um, are not with us. And then when I read in Revelations, it says that there are the elders and those that are around the throne, and they are saying, how much longer, Lord, until you take action for what's happening? And that's mm. meaning that they must know things are still bad on the earth. And I'm wondering how you balance when when there's no more tears and pain, and and how they know that things are still rotten. That yeah. um, the Lord still needs to come back and take care of things. Well, I'm going to read to you, um, Caroline, from. Revelation chapter 21, what you were talking about, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. In that, he's talking about the new Jerusalem. The The last two chapters of the Bible speak of the time there will be the tribulation period. And the tribulation saints that are martyred are saying that in the tribulation. How long, O Lord, before you avenge those? Um, And uh, it's speaking of the wrath of God that is to be poured out on a Christ-rejected world. And, um, And, of course, Christ comes back in the second coming, establishes his kingdom. After the millennium reign, then is the great white throne judgment, chapter 20, where those who are non-believers are going to be cast into the lake of fire. 
and then he creates a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. The heavens and earth as we now know it are going to dissolve. Peter writes in a fervent heat, like a huge nuclear explosion. And um, and then we get to watch him create a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. That's the final eternal place that we will be with the Lord for all eternity. And that's where he says, I'll wipe away all your tears, you know, no more pain, suffering. Now, when we go home to be with the Lord in heaven now, because a Christian now to be absent from the body is to uh, be present with the Lord, is, you know, uh, is you know going to be so glorious. Paul writes about in Second Corinthians as he writes about his tribulations here on earth that there's a glory that awaits us. It can't be compared to the tribulations and the sufferings we go through now. Um, how much we see going on here on earth, I don't know. Um, I think we're going to be so raptured with his glory, his presence. Uh, we're just going to be with him. Uh, how much we're going to be aware is going to come on. But we do see that saying with the tribulation saints. So what I'm saying, Caroline, I answered it the best I can, what I know from Scripture. So in other words, those that have um, recently gone to be face-to-face with Christ may or may not still have... um, I don't believe so. Um, I don't believe that at all, because there's a glorious uh, glory that is waiting us to be with the Lord. What we are hearing is the tribulation saints that what you express that are saying, how long before you avenge? So when we get to heaven, we're just going to be in his presence. It, It is going to be glorious. I don't think there's going to be, there's, you know, sorrow and sin, you know, and all that, how much we can see here on this earth. Um, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. So um, just remember this, when we go home to be with the Lord, that is going to be very, very glorious and and wonderful. Paul speaks about that. You might want to read Second Corinthians, how he talks about that, and that he says that though we don't lose heart, our light affliction is but for a moment working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And so he goes on to say, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, the things that are seen are temporary, but the things not seen are eternal. So it's, it's going to be a glorious, glorious time for all eternity. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate it more than I can you say. Bet. You bet, Caroline. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, we're about ready to uh, run out of time. I do want to end the show by telling you very, very um, merry, merry Christmas and and blessings to you this Christmas season um, as we end the year. And I just want to encourage you in this, that um, the Lord is with us. And you remember that it was uh, Joseph that was told that don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is uh, conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she's going to bring forth a son and call his name Jesus, that it might be fulfilled in which the prophet has spoken. 
that his name shall be Emmanuel. That's what Mary was told, God with us. And remember this, that God is with us. God is with us. And he hasn't left us. And we have reason to celebrate this Christmas. And I pray that you're doing well. I pray that uh, that you have peace, goodwill, joy, all those things that are spoken of this time of the year, um, that truly that it comes from him. And to know, just as Joseph and Mary, that they were in God's plan, that he has a plan for you, and he has a wonderful future for us as we enter into a new year, because uh, it's coming. And I know that 2020 has been difficult, it has been challenging um, in so many different ways, hard. Uh, maybe uh, you've gone through loss, whatever the case may be. But know this, that the Lord's going to see us through, and he cares for us, and he loves us, and he has a wonderful future for us. And we don't have to be afraid. The message given to Joseph was, don't be afraid. The message given to Mary was, don't be afraid. And the message to those shepherds was, don't be afraid. And we don't have to be afraid because the Lord came to this world to take care of the greatest need, and that is forgiveness of sin. He came for a purpose, to go to a cross. And you and I can rest in that. We can just have the assurance of his love for us and that he's with us and that his promises are true for us. And I know that the Lord has just reiterated this magnificent, magnificent Christmas story to me more than ever. And it brings me peace and joy and goodwill because Jesus Christ came to this world, born as the babe of Bethlehem, the Savior of the world. God bless you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Looking forward to when I will talk to you again after Christmas. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.